Hello, and welcome to the Barefoot Boy Podcast. Um, this time, uh, coming, f- coming straight from self-isolation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had a little, like, uh, thing going where we go to a different, like, restaurant or place to eat and, and just, like, record the podcast from there. Uh, but now we can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... As most of you may know, if you guys are listening, we've, uh, everyone's at in shelter in place. And Unless you, you've been living under a rock, which then you've already been in isolation. Also true. Yes. <laughs> so, the whole COVID-19. The, uh, the old coronavirus. Word. <laughs> um... <laughs> still surprises me that 30 no yeah 33% of Americans think that if they drink Corona beer <laughs> that they're gonna get the virus really after all that's happened and all that's been going on that's still the most surprising thing to you <laughs> yep still the most surprising thing I mean and the fact that I got $1200 so that's not that bad oh you got 1200 bucks yeah from the government, government thing mm-hmm they like send that in the mail or something because i never saw anything uh did you do your taxes last year actually don't answer that um (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what it is because i haven't uh i haven't done my taxes yet oh yeah there you go because i saw they extended it to july and i was like oh well there's something else i can keep putting off (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) and then uh if you did it last year too they'll uh they'll uh send it to you that way as well uh, well last year i i just turned 18 oh god and i didn't even make enough money to file for taxes so well then yeah it'll be this year you'll get it this year mm-hmm. though yep noise but yeah i mean there's a lot of people out there that are like uh they're kind of freaking out and stuff and they're like oh my goodness i gotta go buy toilet paper and oh there's no food at the grocery store but i i think um there's there's a lot of stuff that i think is is great about this like the first <laughs> thing i noticed first thing i noticed there's like no traffic I'm like yeah. oh hell yeah so um and and also because I work at a restaurant, we didn't close, so we're still doing takeout and stuff. So I've still been working this whole time, which is also really great. Oh, nice, dude. So, like, I'll be out and about because I still go to work, and so I'll see what's going on out there. And it's, uh... Oh, the other thing is, I've never seen so many people just, like, outside walking, riding bikes, like, in my life. Dude, I think right? It's, I think it's great because everybody's getting out and getting exercise now. Because that's the only thing anybody can do. <laughs> exactly. I absolutely love it, too. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, though, because like, it took something like this in order for people to get out and start exercising. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like a funny, funny way of like actually getting people. Because you know how people are always like, oh, yeah, I'm just so busy, but there's all this stuff i want to do well now mm-hmm. now you got a plenty of time to do all that stuff you've been talking about 
Exactly. Like like uh, if you made a New Year's resolution, now it's like, well, there's no reason not to. <laughs> what else are you doing? <laughs> That's true. That's, People that always true. get busy and forget about it, and they're like, oh, you know, I just got busy. And it's like, no, no, everybody's, everybody's on vacation. <laughs> oh man, that's so true. Oh, we could we could write for our story podcast. We could write a story about uh, based on this. What's going on right now? You could we could call it uh, 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 forced vacation or something like that, or like mandatory vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Force, yeah. Forced vacationers, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out, but I'm totally down. Hundred percent down. It's uh, it's pretty nuts because like, I feel like for those that can work or like work at home it's great and then you have the people that like just aren't working right now and it's just like i feel like that's kind of good too because then it's like you said they can just do things around the house yeah you know i mean like it was it's it's pretty good the other thing is like i mean if you're not working like there's also the thing about like you're not making money and so you're kind of like having a tough time <laughs> yeah that's but too. but the bright side of it is that you know you have a lot of time to to do stuff yeah you know, go outside walk the dog all the fun stuff like my boss said you know uh, walk the dog or or just uh, pretend you have one if you don't <laughs> <laughs> I like that pretend you have one if you don't <laughs> oh that is awesome yeah, I went, um, I've, I've hung out at the park a couple of times. Um, cause like, I kind of thing isn't like closed as long as you're staying like, you know, away from people. Yeah. And there's just so many people out. There's people riding bikes, uh, you know, lots of dogs, people walking. Really? It's like everybody's out. Oh yeah. Wow. Cause I mean, it is kind of like the only thing people can do. Cause yeah. it's like the only exception to leaving your house is if you want to go out and exercise so just like everybody is out like well it's the only way we can get outside yeah and it's um it's been really nice out too actually yeah the weather's getting nicer so i thought it was getting warm i thought that was pretty cool yeah there was the other day like sometime uh last week there was one really warm day. It was like actually hot. I was like, "Oh wow, this is uh, almost like summer." Yeah, I think tomorrow uh, actually it's going to be like eighty degrees or something like that. Is it really eighty? Yeah, I think it's so. Really hot. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty nuts. Oh, I'm sorry. Friday's Friday's going to be eighty-two. Tomorrow's going to be seventy-one. Wednesday and Thursday is going to be 77. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So you got any new uh, new stories you've been thinking about? 
Oh, new stories. Yes, yes. So, um, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I gotta find where I put all that stuff. Alright, because I have a few pages here. I'm just like, you know, hop on the typewriter, bang around on the keys some, you know, see what comes out. Nice. Um, which I don't think I've shared any of this with you. So this is all new. Sweet. So I wrote a thing for our idea, because we came up with the idea about, um, hold on, let me just go back over the ideas here. Okay. Because we came up with the, um, oh yeah, the elderly, elderly serial killer in the scooter, then the, the meth trailer park, um, oh, and then the hitchhiker, or the hiker's Oh, hitchhiker, second. That could also be good. Um, and then, and then remember, uh, so I was talking about the the serial killer one, and then we came up with Norm, the retired hitman. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a little like, uh, like promo type thing, like just like a almost like a. Uh, hang on, I'll just read it. So this is Norm, the retired hitman. I really like this idea. Like this could be interesting. So, um, so in the 1970s through 80s, he was the country's most prolific hitman. He was the go-to for large corporations who wanted to whack the competition and political assassinations. Throughout many government overthrows and high-profile targets, Norm managed to never be caught. This incredible talent for killing and evading the law granted Norm a lot of money over the years. He was able to settle down and retire in 1997. He bought a house in Toledo, Oregon, about 70 miles north of Portland. Now it's been 23 years since he retired at the age of 40. Over the years, he's traveled to various parts of the world, spent time restoring classic cars, and even started a band. But now at the age of 63, all those things never brought him as much uh, joy and fulfillment as killing. Traveling around the world and driving bitchin' cars just doesn't do it for him, like the thrill of taking out a target. So, uh, even in his old age, Norm decided to take up killing again, this time for fun. After so many years out of the game, he finds that the hit business has changed a lot and become very competitive. Instead of starting from scratch and building his reputation all over again, he decides to go, uh, go it alone and kill for sport. As Norm would put it, hell, I've got plenty of money. Why not just kill for fun? Even, uh, oh, over the course of his long career, he built up a tolerance for seeing uh, dead bodies, and now it's like second nature to him. You um, could say that Norm is a bit of a psychopath, but he wasn't born that way. He worked hard to become that way. So in this series of episodes about Norm's murderous retirement, we'll hear him recount how he gained his skills and built up his experience in the field and will also follow him through his retirement and see how far a 63-year-old retired hitman can get in the 21st century on his own, killing again. Stay tuned to find out how Norm's dangerous hobby will end. Yes. <laughs> like, we should work on that while I'm home not working. Right? <laughs> I'm totally down. We got time, dude. We got lots of time. 
I so that really I like yeah that. I I really like that idea. I kind of like uh, I I can see us coming up with a lot of stuff for that. Yeah, dude, I'm so down. So that one Lord that one's pretty cool. Because we can like we can uh, we can go back to his uh, you know the beginning of his career back in the you know uh 70s 80s like old old timey whatever retro mm-hmm. and then you know also in present day you know being old and and figuring out stuff so there's like lots of different stuff we could explore with that i'm down so, so hold on I'm, I'm just trying to process this you said his name was norm yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good title now. What was the title you said? What I wrote? Uh, Norm the Retired Hitman. Norm the Retired Hitman. I like that. I feel like we should, like. Yeah. Yeah. It might just have to be that. I was trying to think of like a way of like like going to like murder mystery without actually doing it, you know, like if you say like like for example, the term blood ties. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like but you would have to like incorporate some of his like family and stuff because like blood ties also means like blood, right? True, yeah. That but, that's like that's like um, people you're like related to. Yeah, yeah. So like something along those lines, but we can figure that out later. I love that idea though. That's a great idea. Right? That could be that could be fun. That's awesome. Um. All right. So there's that one, and then um, the other one that could be really fun is this this meth one, the meth trailer park. Because this could, this could go all kinds of funny, fun ways with this stuff. Okay. Because there is also this thing I watched, which also gave me a lot of ideas. Because I was like, oh, this like, uh, I could, I could use this so well on this. So anyway, so, um, so uh, this one I kind of like wrote all over. So there's a lot of stuff here. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So, um, oh yeah. So the names that I wrote down here, we can change later if we want to, but I just kind of like wrote down some names, um, just kind of just to make them up. Um, so, uh, at first I was kind of like thinking like, okay, we could do something like it's in like Tennessee or Kentucky or like somewhere kind of like rural, like in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. somewhere kind of like maybe in the South. I don't know. And, um, and, um, and so I was, I was kind of like using trailer park boys as kind of like the inspiration for this, for this. But, um, but then, so, okay. So here's, here's what happened is I watched, this documentary on youtube and it's this documentary about um about like uh these like punk and rock and like desert rock bands from like the 
the early 80s, uh, like around the 80s or whatever, in okay. Palm Springs. Because there was like this whole like kind of desert rock genre of music that like started around there with like a couple really famous bands. Yeah. Um, like the one band that came out of there that got really famous was Caius. And then like the um, this the singer and the lead guitarist from that band went on to to form um, um, oh what's the name of the band um, oh Queens of the Stone Age that's what it is um, Queens of the Stone Age yeah so he went on to form Queens of the Stone Age which I think I don't know I think they're a fairly well known band but anyway so it was kind of like um, because Palm Springs is like this town out in the middle of the desert, like, uh, like you know, a few hours away from L.A. And so it was kind of like where all the Hollywood celebrities and stuff would go and mm-hmm. and they would like uh, just kind of like escape whatever and, and go like party and stuff. And so it was really just like a like a touristy vacation town. So there's not oh, a lot okay. to do there. So like growing up as a kid in that town around like you know late 70s 80s uh it was really boring and so like the the kids in that town would just like like um get together and just like they'd have there was a few bands that started from from like hearing punk music and they would start like playing music and stuff at people's houses mm-hmm. and just like do parties and stuff and then um at, at one point they they started doing a thing where like uh, this one guy um uh, had a generator and so they would go out to the middle of the desert and um, and they would have like a couple bands um, from the from the town of just like you know the local uh, kids who just like foreign bands and then you know a whole bunch of people would just go out to the desert and just have a you know party you know drink drugs music whatever just with a generator and um, and so there's like this whole story of, of the people who, who were involved with that and then um it kind of just uh, created this whole new like sound in uh, in rock called like desert rock, and so it's it was really really like interesting, and so um, that kind of like influenced my ideas about this this story, and and so I I realized actually what would be better is in the desert, so this trailer park would be better in the desert because I don't know something about meth and all that whatever just seems like. It would work better in the desert, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, so I came up with um, this guy, Jerry, who's the park owner. So he's a 54-year-old guy who's owned the trailer park for nearly 27 years. He's always a bit of a recluse and dealt in some shady business here and there. Um, and at, time, uh, oh, at the time, we were introduced to people living in the park. Uh, Jerry is in a trip to Venezuela for unknown reasons, but probably to do with the shaky government in the country. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, Arnold, who uh, who's lived his whole life in the trailer park, uh, and is known for being the, the park's like resident cool guy, uh, in quotation marks. Uh, and he likes to ride around the park in his 1970 El Camino and blast bootleg tapes. <laughs> then there's uh, there's Ron, who's an alcoholic truck driver, and then in parentheses I put uh, maybe 
could be uh, Arnold's uncle or something like that. And there's Kevin, uh, who's also someone who grew up in the park. Uh, he likes to ride uh, dirt bikes and would occasionally pass out drunk in neighbors' front lawns. Uh, him and Arnold had a feud which has lasted since high school, uh, where they both liked this, uh, the same girl named Annie and had fought over her ever since high school, even though Annie clearly had zero interest in either of them. And so then there's Annie, who is a typical popular girl in high school, but after high school went on to do little with her life. Uh, but now she lives with her father, who cooks meth. Um, and then there's uh, Larry, who's a stoner and lives with his grandparents. And his grandparents uh, are pretty old and senile and not very capable, uh, which allows Larry to pretend, or no, wait, what? Oh, allows Larry to do pretty much uh, whatever he wants. Um, and so once when a few residents of the park were in a little bit of a pick pickle with the police, uh, Larry hid a bunch of meth underneath his grandparents' bed without them ever, ever finding out. Um, and then he's uh, often involved with distributing meth, um, and he would often, uh, wait, what? Oh, he helps out um, with Annie's father with cooking meth, like uh, getting ingredients and delivering meth and stuff like that. Okay. And then, um, so I had, so I, I took the generator parties idea, um, and so generator parties where kids from the trailer park and the general area get together in the desert, drink, do drugs, and um, punk rock slash desert rock bands play. And then, okay, so this was another idea that came from the documentary I watched, is, um, is so uh, meth wizards, dope cooks who know the biker recipes for meth and can withstand the toxic fumes inside closed area while cooking meth, uh, <laughs> chemical alchemists. Uh, the meth, uh, and then I didn't, I didn't come up with a name, so I just put insert name. The meth wizard who lives in the scrapyard with his pit bull and cooks meth out of an abandoned shipping container. Uh, he has a tattoo of a meth recipe on his shoulder, which was given to him by some bikers in prison. Wow. And then uh, I came up with another person, just real quick, um, who's Gary who could be like an autistic kid who runs errands uh, and gets used to do illegal shit. Nice. <laughs> so I just kind of like came up with stuff and just like wrote it down just to like kind of get the ideas out. And then, uh, I don't know, we could kind of go wherever with this. Yeah, dude, you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, I just kind of like, you know, kick back and chill with my typewriter and just kind of write stuff. Got it. That works. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I like all of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. We, could, uh, we could do stuff like that. And, and uh, oh, I forgot to write down here, but um, somewhere in, in the story, a trailer, a trailer does have to blow up. Of course, 100%. <laughs> we have to blow Th up a trailer some, at some point. A thousand percent agree. A thousand percent agree. All right. Um, you don't have these typed up, huh? 
No, piece of paper. Piece of paper, okay. I can take a picture of it. Yeah, take a photo and send it to me. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm definitely down. Because then what I could start doing is like... Oh, maybe I should create like an online server or something and we can collaborate online. Oh, we could just do like Google Docs or something. Yeah, actually you can do that. Sorry, that's my that's my brain. <laughs> oh, we got to program like a website where we can all like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I should I should show you that documentary so you can get like the the like kind of inspiration for like once you when you watch that you'll like totally get like like what what I'm going for here. Okay. Um, just look it up. It's called like um, I think Desert Age. But yeah, so that's um, that's the the meth trailer park idea. I like that, dude. That's like always a good story too, because I mean, look at Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, <laughs> meth always makes for a great story. <laughs> All the time, those people are just nuts. Like something's wrong with them. Dude, we ever if we ever like get kind of just stuck with like a writer's block or whatever, just don't, kind of don't really know, like ah, what should we? What, you know, like we gotta come up with ideas, like just like fill in for the story, just like you know, just put a oh shit, just put like a a random like tweaker in there and make them do some crazy shit. I'll I'll spice it up. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, thousand percent. Call it like, like I don't know, like Uncle, Uncle Raul or something like that, or just like, or like, <laughs> Raul. Or like uh, Uncle Gerald, Gerald. Because <laughs> then when they messed up, be like, damn it, Gerald, <laughs> damn it, Gerald. It'll be like Jerry from Parks and Rec. Oh, true. Damn it, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh man. That could be funny, or um, or there could just be like, uh, like, like there could be like random tweakers who just like steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Be like, uh, like, um, like, oh, where would you, where would you use like, because like you could do something where like one of the characters goes to do something with like copper pipes, and then they know they they've been like stolen. There's like some tweaker that just like stole the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> or like or like the tweaker can meet Norm. But Norm <laughs> Norm is like I don't know, he accidentally gets addicted or something, so they're constantly they're constantly uh, um, connecting with one another. But Norm can't kill Gerald because I don't know like he's like like a long lost cousin or he, <laughs> he he doesn't have it in him because Gerald is like literally 
mentally insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, could... like, like, like Batman and the Joker, right? Like the Bat Batman will never kill the Joker because he needs the Joker and the True. Joker will never kill Batman. Yeah. And we could like, we could have fun with people who are just like really insane because mm -hmm. it could be like, um, because it's kind of like a, a remote little trailer park in the desert, so there could be like some real, real kooky people. Exactly. Exactly. There could be like a, a tweaker lady who like steals random stuff and just like hides in a treehouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love all of it. Alright, so I also wrote more about the uh, the hikers. The one where the hikers get lost. Okay. Um, so this one um, so I just made up a couple names. So, Caitlin and Sean are the outdoorsy type. They enjoy hiking, backpacking, and rock climbing, as well as other outdoor things. Kate and Sean have been together for a little over two years, and Sean, unbeknownst to Kate, has been thinking about proposing. Kate, 22, is currently attending a veterinary school and working. <laughs> um, and Sean, 24, works at a, um, what's it called, like a dispensary thing? Basically, he does stuff with drugs. Yeah, it's a dispensary. Um, he, like, does weed or whatever. Uh, they live together in Colorado Springs, and while weed is legal in Colorado, other heavier drugs are still outlawed. Oh, right, because he's, um... Oh, okay, so originally I put drug dealer, but then I, like... Um, change it to just like I don't know something with drugs because I changed it to dispensary but oh, the next part doesn't make sense whatever um, so these particular um, drugs happen to be what Sean deals in oh yeah so he's a drug dealer um, on one particular weekend in June the young couple decided to go backpacking on the Lost Creek Wilderness Loop I looked it up I, I, I'm using th that's a real trail in Colorado so I'm being really? real, like, uh, authentic here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the Lost Creek well, Wilderness Loop. I saw um, you did huh? that with... Uh, I saw you did that with Norm as well. I don't know if that's a real place, but... What did I do? With Norm? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Toledo, Oregon. That's a real place. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, a popular backpacking route uh, not far from Denver. However, approaching the weekend on which they were planning to go, the weather forecast starts to look ominous. High winds and possible thunderstorms are predicted, but Sean and Kate are not timid when it comes to the being outdoors. They are quite sure that it will be fine and that it's nothing they can't handle. They continue backpacking uh, Oh wait, they continue packing their supplies um, and head out the next morning. When they first begin hiking, 
they are quite confident that the weather will be on their side. There are a few clouds in the sky and the wind is not blowing very hard. Later in the evening, however, the weather takes a turn and before they have time, they find themselves caught in the middle of a storm. Uh, they find themselves being pummeled by rain um, and heavy winds which disorientate them. They travel in circles the whole night as they try to find some sort of shelter. In the morning, the storm has finally blown over, and they find um, themselves be completely lost in the middle of nowhere. As they slowly lose confidence and hope of finding their way back to the car, uh, communication starts to break down. At this point, they find uh, another hitchhiker who was killed in the storm by a falling branch. On the corpse of the dead hiker, they find a walkie-talkie. This is an important discovery since their phones have zero service. They attempt to contact any, anyone who can hear them over the walkie-talkie, but they manage to find no one. As they continue wandering in the Rocky Mountains, they become more and more lost. As they slowly lose their grip on reality from fatigue and stress, they start to hear and see things. Um, Sean starts to believe that someone or something is following them. Um, uh, so... He had taken an edible at the start of the hike um, and was now in a bad mental state after the storm and getting lost in the dark had fucked him up. Uh, he had been suffering from paranoia ever since the storm had passed. Uh, he had taken the edible in the late afternoon the previous day before the storm had rolled in. Now, 12 hours later, he was still not coming down. It was at this point that Sean's paranoia started or starts to make him think that people are talking to them over the walkie-talkie. Kate tries to convince him that there is no one talking to them. However, Sean takes a turn and starts freaking out, saying that the people on the walkie-talkie are trying to find them and kill them. Um, he throws the walkie-talkie off the cliff in an attempt to keep the unknown people from finding them and killing them. At this point, Kate is furious and has had enough. The walkie-talkie was the last straw, and now she is so angry that she, uh, they decide to split up. After an hour or so, Sean is coming down from the edibles and realizes that they have made a mistake by splitting up. Sean tries to retrace his steps and find Kate. Um, they'd been arguing about which way was the right way, so he knew which way she would have gone. Meanwhile, Kate discovers a footprint that is unlike hers or Sean's. She begins to think that this could be someone who could help them. Um, oh, could help them. Uh, she finds more of these same uh, footprints a little further on. As she follows them, she finds a path. Uh, she follows the path and finds that it leads to a hunting cabin. And that's all I wrote. Wow. So that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be very interesting. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we should do that one too. Send me a photo of all these. <laughs> okay. I'll send you a photo. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, this one's also pretty interesting because then with them finding, you know, the cabin, there could be like some sort of, there could be like a, I don't know, we could make it like a horror thing with like a serial killer or something like that. Yeah. They can, like, 
Oh man, I have so many ideas running through my head right now. <laughs> I like it. I like it all. Where's some Let's ideas? do it. Well, so like, you can do like a series, right? So you can do all three of these stories separately. Right. And then you can do stories where like, they start to intertwine in people's lives and then like, the very last or second to last of the series or maybe maybe bef even way before that you can have them kind of like all in one story together mm. so you start off with separate stories just to build character and build people build the fact that people know them right. and then from there you you uh you build the story so that they're all a part of it and then you just kind of like interconnect it all. Exactly. That could be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that would be very cool. Because then you're giving it some depth, right? And yeah. everyone can relate to it in a sense. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, this could be uh this could be pretty good. We could just do like um we could just like hop on Skype more often and just like uh brainstorm ideas on Google Docs. Mm hmm I'm totally down. For sure. <laughs> I wish you had Discord. I really do. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, this is, like, uh... This is, like, good timing, because, like... I don't know, something I've been... Because, like, I'm... I, I, I'm kind of interested in, like, a lot of different things, but, like, recently I've been more interested in, like, writing and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's real good because like uh, this is this is like turning into something that could be really fun. Yeah, dude. Can have our own blog and stuff. Like, <laughs> we can record it once we get really good. And you took the audio editing class. Yeah. So. Oh, and um, that's a good point because we could have the podcast. But we could also have a blog type thing where we have the stories like mm -hmm. uh, written instead of audio. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Which for the podcast, like when we record that, like how exactly would we do it like um, in the format of like a like a script so that there is you know this person says this and then that person or would there be more of like a, a narration like somebody reading out of a book or like a um I haven't thought that far so I think just having someone read it out of a book might get a little too boring yeah. So, if anything, I would have...
both, like have someone like kick it off, and then from there you can have all of your stuff separately. Or what you can do is just have all of your stuff separately because if you don't introduce it and the people are just you dive right into the story people are going to be like what what am i listening to and then before you know it they're going to be hooked well right? true because we can't like um you can't just like completely treat it like as if you turned a tv show into just audio because then you're not going to know what's going on exactly so there is like uh so we'd have we... to do some sort of like narration somewhere we would have to figure out a way where we can build the story with as little as narration as possible because I want people to be hooked to this thing. Right. Which I think is doable. Yeah, we could do that. Um, oh, something... I'll, I should... Um, I kind of want to look into like... Uh, old like 1930s or whenever like they used to do that on the radio like old radio shows where they would do that type of thing or like um oh yeah because they used to do that where they'd have like uh each week they do uh um like um an installment of a story and there'd be like um they would use like sound effects and people would like you know read out the because that would also help us with figuring out how to how to have it be engaging as just audio yeah i agree i wonder if that kind of thing is like on youtube or something um uh there's another podcast on spotify forget what it's called but it talks about like having a compelling story and all that stuff <laughs> so there is like that kind of thing on youtube i just looked it up there's this one video where it's like these there's like four guys standing around one microphone and they're just like reading off of like uh uh like papers and there's the other people too in the studio and they're like doing uh sound effects and there's like uh this guy's like chopping a, a log with a knife whoa what <laughs> and then what is this oh someone's like crinkling plastic this oh what the hell <laughs> this guy's like talking into a box. <laughs> I hear like you find something on Spotify, especially with podcasts, but then you can't go back because it's podcast, so it doesn't save. Oh, I'm sorry, the Gimlet Academy. Ah. Oh. How to get good tape. Putting it all together. Gimlet podcasts are listened to by millions of people each month. It's a slate of mostly narrative style shows are known for their engaging content that holds a listener's attention and keeps an audience coming back for more. Gimlet co-founder Alex 
Bloom... Bloomberg? What? Shares lessons. Is that the guy running for president? <laughs> Is Gained it? from 20 years of working in audio about what it takes to produce a podcast Oh, no, episode. that's Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> Entertains, educates, and connects with the listeners on an emotional level. There's, there's something interesting. Is like, I think everyone else has also probably completely forgotten that there's an election. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, do you remember? Do you remember that's a thing? <laughs> like, I actually I forgot about, about it t- until you said something. To be honest. Yeah right. Like I thought about that the other day. I was like, oh yeah, that's still a thing that's going on. <laughs> Completely didn't cross my mind until you just said something. Yeah. The uh, the Dem- Democratic side. I don't know who. They they don't they don't have a lot of good people going uh, for them on that side. I don't I, I don't even know who's running. <laughs> I think like the only because Bernie Sanders is out of the race. He dropped out, and then. Um, Joe Biden's the only other one I can think of. And Joe Biden has like fucking dementia or something. <laughs> really? Like he can't even like he he'll be up on stage just like talking about like who knows what. And, or he'll like forget stuff or he's just kind of like all over the place. And it's just like what in the world? Huh. Like a while ago, before everybody forgot about the election, um, there was this one video of him. Like, um, he was he was saying the name of like, um, um, oh, he was saying the phone number to, um, he was saying to go text uh, Joe to a phone number to show support or something, mm-hmm. and he was like, go to go to Joe. Two, three, text Joe to, uh, it's two, three, go to Joe. <laughs> and oh he's my like gosh. completely. Are you serious? Like, he didn't even know, like, the, the name of his own thing. <laughs> go to Joe. I got hit, hit Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> so he says, this is what he says. If you agree with me, go to Joe three o three three o. What is that? <laughs> this is so funny. Go to What? Yeah. What is that? I don't even yeah. know what that is. <laughs> go to Joe three o three three o. Huh? It's like, come again? <laughs> so I'm going to look up here. Let's look up um, storytelling uh, podcasts. Because honestly, I don't really know anything about this kind of podcast. So I feel like we should like look into other podcasts that do that type of thing to know like what 
what it's like. What are other people doing? Ah, number one, Serial. Serial's first season earned its popularity with its strategically timed narrative, quality production, and a dogged attempt uh, to get as close as possible to the 15-year-old murder of Hei Min Lee, for which her ex-boyfriend was convicted. Don't worry, this isn't a spoiler. It's merely where the story begins before... Interesting. Wait, what? <laughs> LeVar Burton reads? Wait, yeah, what? Stories? There's a, there's a podcast called LeVar Burton Reads. LeVar Burton Reads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Or uh, how about Ear Hustle? Ah, I like that. <laughs> On Ear Hustle, listeners will hear about life inside prison from those people living in it. Uh, are living it. Sometimes funny, often difficult, and always true, the stories on Ear Hustle will grab the attention of readers who want gripping narratives about important topics, including the American prison system. Nice. Oh, here's an interesting... See, um, we gotta come up with a good name. This one here, this one's called, we gotta come up with, we gotta come up with a better name than this podcast right here. This one's called Death, Sex, Money. <laughs> Death, Sex, and Money. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is, I'm not gonna lie, that's a good one. <laughs> That is a good one. Oh, this one's called Seriously Dot Dot Dot. <laughs> uh, that's good too. Mystery Show. Heavyweight. Shortcuts. Radio Diaries. Strangers. Outlook. Ooh, Dirty I John. I like the Radio Diaries. Yeah, that's a good name. Is what cool. is Dirty John? Couldn't tell you. Deborah so. Newell is a successful interior designer. She meets John Meehan, a handsome man who seems to check all the boxes. Attentive, available, just back from a year in Iraq with doctors without borders. But her family doesn't like John, and they get uh, entangled in an increasingly complex web of love, dis uh, deception, forgiveness, denial, and ultimately survival reported and hosted by christopher gofford from the la times interesting <laughs> dirty john i wonder why it's called that yeah i mean there's a guy named john but why is he dirty <laughs> the kitchen sisters present Rough translation. This is actually happening. Unfictional. Hmm. Alright, well, this is putting on 
I think more pressure for us to come up with a good name. Yeah, I agree. Now I feel like our name has to be like really good. Wait, what? Making Beyonce? <laughs> WBEZ presents Making Beyonce, a new three-part podcast series that explores Beyonce, Knowles' rise from local talent shows to global music icon. <laughs> Oh, this one's called Funny Cause It's True. What you got? Huh? Wait, wait, wait. No, that's the name? Yeah. Funny. Yeah, the name is Funny Cause It's True. Oh my jeez. <laughs> what? This one's called XO. A show in the tradition of this American life, sort of. It's different, obviously. Well, now I kind of want to listen to it. What the hell is that? <laughs> this one's called Hey Girl. <laughs> hey Girl. Well, this storytelling type of uh, genre of podcast is a lot more popular than I thought. I didn't really know there's like this many podcast it's a podcast for everything man it's true actually there's a podcast for everything literally everything like you know how people be like hey man let's start a band like the new version of that is hey man let's start a podcast <laughs> literally <laughs> Korean mm -hmm. war podcast wait what yeah our weekly podcast on the Korean War. Uh, okay. <laughs> History of Pirates podcast? Oh, I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> I feel like you're like hooked though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going. I'm still going. There's more, there's more uh, podcasts. Oh, this one's called Asians in the House. Asian from the house? No, Asians in the house. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say what? <laughs> I can only imagine what that one's about. So anyway, there's like all kinds of podcasts about storytelling. But the one takeaway from looking at all these is that we got to find a good name. Yes. We got to have a name that when somebody sees it, they'll be like, what in the world could that podcast be about? I want to listen to that. <laughs> yep. Name is everything, man. Because like, I don't know about you, but that, that one podcast, Death, Sex, and Money, I mean, that immediately grabbed my eye. <laughs> Yes. I think that'll grab anybody's eye. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I Okay, so here's a little thingy that I want to read. Okay. Um, I don't know what you'd call this. Like, It's not a poem. It's not really like a... I don't know what it is, but but I, I want to read a little something here. Um that might be kind of interesting and um 
so it, it goes like this. So this is kind of just like a a flow of consciousness, you know, just kind of like write down what you're thinking, you know, kind of thing. Okay. Because I, I, I did this one day where I just kind of like thought of something and then like the next thing I Whoa. thought of from that, I just kept writing it down. So, um, so it starts off, go to the beach, see some birds, look at the waves, think about shells, think about where the shells came from, think about clams living in shells, think about what the clams think about shells, think about what the clams think about the waves, do clams living in shells like waves? How many wa ray did uh, waves roll onto the beach in a clam's lifetime. When did the clam decide he wanted to be a clam? Does that clam want to start a clam family? What if someone comes and picks up the clam? What if that someone decides to eat the clam? What will happen to the clam's family? Will the other clams take care of the family after the first clam gets eaten? Do clams actually get married? How do clams have sex? How do clams give birth? Do the clams really want to give birth? Maybe clams don't really like sex. How many clams get eaten by humans before they get the chance to have sex? Are all clams virgins? How do clams have kids if they're all virgins? What if the clams go extinct because they don't like having sex? Is sex bad for clams? Maybe I was meant to be a clam. I don't like sex very much. Can a clam be my spirit animal? What will I do now that I'm a clam? <laughs> <laughs> is being a clam an easy life <laughs> should clams be left alone was I really meant to be a clam maybe all sea creatures really just want to be left alone maybe sea creatures went under the sea to get away from everyone else should I go live in the sea would the sea creatures even like me maybe they wouldn't care maybe no one would pay attention to me in the sea how many sea creatures go missing in the sea because no one is paying attention to them? So those, I think, are just some, you know, important things to think about in life. Maybe, uh, you know, you can gain some knowledge from that pertaining to your own life. Thank you. <laughs> that could be like a Jonathan Bob Ross kind of style. <laughs> Yeah. And ASMR about clams. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. I like that. That was nice. Sometimes, you know, you go to the beach and then you, you get thinking about things. Yeah. Yeah. Just being all clammy. Wait, where did you write that down if you went to the beach? Oh, good point. Yeah, I didn't actually go to the beach. It's <laughs> 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 oh, funny. Alright, well, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, at the moment, we're kind of 
we kind of just keep using it to talk about our story podcast. <laughs> but I think it's fun. I like talking about that. And Same. some of the some of the ideas are entertaining as well. And um, maybe you took this chance to think about clams. Word. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening. This has been uh, the Barefoot Boy, and this has been Keith Belmar. And uh, we will see you next time on the Barefoot Boy podcast. Nice one.